Hey there, I'm Ashley and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I'm an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work, family, social life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts for teachers and mamas, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so, so much more. Living a healthy lifestyle is for everyone from young children to adults. Health, wellness, and emotional and social well-being starts at home and should be expanded upon in the classroom. Everyone can benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. So if you're ready to learn some helpful tips, let's do this thing. Hello, hello. We are so excited to be chatting today with Kelsey Sorensen with Wife, Teacher, Mommy. She is a former teacher and current homeschool mom, a podcaster, a certified life coach, creator of the Wife, Teacher, Mommy online subscription platform that has so many amazing resources for teachers, and then the creator of Educate and Rejuvenate, which is a summer online teacher conference that we are actually speaking at this year Yay. and that we're going to dig into a little bit more later. I know I'm very excited. So um, Kelsey, we have so much that we want to talk to you about, but let's quick dive into your story and why you decided to quit teaching and start up all these amazing resources that you have for teachers. Yeah. So I guess, so I didn't really decide to like quit teaching per se. It was more like, so I had my baby and I was like, I just want to, you know, be able to be home with him and work more part-time. So I decided to substitute teach. Um, so I did that, <laughs> I had a baby and I was like, came in a sub and I did, did that for like three years. But as I was subbing in, in the classrooms doing that, there were a lot of times, like there was even a time I went into a classroom and I was like, there's nothing here. <laughs> like, what do I do now? So, and I eventually did actually find the plants. They just didn't have them labeled very well. And then even the plants they had, like didn't make it through the day and everything. So I was like, well, okay, I've been a teacher, so I get it. I know it's hard to like leave sub plans and take a day off. But I was like, I'll just like make some ready to go sub plans and put them up on teachers pay teachers. And then I can take them with me. Then I can like have something where I know I have something good like, for if I'm just left hanging or whatever. So I put them up and I started with like, I taught third grade. So that was like my favorite to plan for. So I like made it like aligned it to the core and everything. Um, and then I started like, and then I did second grade and fourth grade. And then just kind of worked my way um, kindergarten through six. That's what elementary here in Utah is kindergarten through six. I know a lot of places six is the middle school, but here a lot of the schools have it in the elementary and that's just what I was used to. So that's what we created. Yeah. Or I say we, but it was me. It was totally all me at that point. <laughs> um, and I did like one set for each grade level. And then eventually people were like, can I have more? I want more. So I just created more. It was just doing what people were asking of me. And it eventually grew into a pretty mm -hmm. big company that I couldn't keep up with myself. So my husband came home. So we were like, he was able to watch the kids while I was able to continue doing stuff. Um, eventually hired a team and started a membership in 2021 to like be able to offer more. And in 2022, I was like, you know what? Teachers need more than just these printables. They need like mindset strategies and stuff. And I'd gotten really into life coaching. Um, so I hired a life coach to come into my membership and like do some coaching in there. But <laughs> by later that year, I decided I wanted to get certified myself too. So I finished that at the beginning of this year. So I'm now a certified life coach too. So 
it's been an exciting ride. So I currently do this full time and I also homeschool my kids. I've been doing that since 2019 when my youngest was in kindergarten. Now he's in third and I have a preschooler, a first grader and a third grader currently. So that's, that's in a nutshell. Love it. Awesome. I say we homeschool, which I mean, we do, but we're technically in this homeschool charter. So every Wednesday they get to go to school. Um, So they have a full day on Wednesdays and that's nice. And that's only 10 minutes away. So (laughs) it's like convenient in that sense. And actually my home, my dad or not my dad, their dad, my husband (laughs) does some of the homeschooling too. So we kind of get to tag team it, which is nice. So that's awesome. He always wanted to teach. Awesome. Funny thing is he, he has the business management degree and I have the teaching degree. And we sometimes joke that now I'm like the head of the business management and he does more of the hands-on with the homeschooling where <laughs> I, I do some of it, but I do like the planning and then I'm like, okay, you do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. So it's like, we kind of swapped. It's kind of funny. Oh, I love that. I love that. And then that you get funny. to teach your third grader. If third grade's your favorite, like that's, that's gotta be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is fun. Third. I loved third. So, (laughs) yeah. So the first thing we really want to dive into is, is sub plans. That's, I love hearing all about that. I did a lot of subbing when I was a title one teacher. Um, I was often one of the first ones pulled to be a sub. And I think Mm. what you're talking about is so true. Like, thankfully it was in a school where I knew all the kids. So subbing was easier for me because I I already knew who they all were. I knew what their needs were. Um, I was in their rooms a lot already anyway. And so I had that advantage, but even with that, I needed to have my own sub plans ready to go, um, to supplement. So uh, how do you feel like your subscription program? How is that different from like buying on teachers pay teachers or just tell us a little bit how it works and, and what teachers, um, get when they join your subscription? Yeah, of course. So for like, buy on teachers, pay teachers, for example, you're just like buying like a certain resource and you get access to that. Generally you get any updates to it or whatever, but it's just like that resource. And then in our membership, um, basically you get access to our library of resources. If they're monthly, um, they get 50 downloads a month of resources. If they're annually, they get all access. Um, so it's like access to everything. And we don't just have sub plans. We have like over a thousand resources in our shop. And the great thing is they're like differentiated for pre-K through sixth for the most part. So right now where there's all these like learning gaps with COVID, like you can download a resource, like, Hey, I teach third grades. I'm going to download it for third grade, but you know what? I also need to download it for second and fourth for quite a few students. And then for this one student, I need it for first. And then for this other one, I need it in fifth, you know, and then you can like differentiate mm-hmm. it and meet all those kids. And yet they're doing like a similar thing. So a lot of our members like that, um, you can like access all of it where you wouldn't go on TPT and want to spend the money on each of those grade levels that would add up right. to be a lot more. But then the other thing is our membership, like I'm kind of, we're kind of flipping the messaging right now. We're kind of working on that. The resources are honestly more of a bonus at this point, even though that's okay. kind of been what we've been working on all through 2014 until now. But I feel, I truly feel that teachers need a lot more than just resources. They need like support and everything. Mm-hmm. I think you two are on the same page with that. Yeah. Um, so that's why we started like our conference and why we added like coaching in and I got certified as a coach because I feel like they need a lot more support too. 
So Mm -hmm. when they join the subscription, they also get to join like coaching calls and they get to come to our event. Like that's all included in it. Um, so, and then we do like other events and coaching weeks and stuff like that. So it's really just a more holistic version of support in the subscription. That sounds fantastic. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we love talking about boundaries and self-care and, we know you do too. Um, <laughs> so we want to know what are some top excuses or maybe myths that you hear when teachers tell you that they can't afford to take a day off because blah, 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 blah. And then we also want to hear your response to those myths that you might hear. Okay. So I would say the top one that I've heard for like, you know, the past almost nine years now is that it's easier to go to school sick. I I bet you've heard this before too. Oh, Oh, like it's so hard to write sub plans. It's so much easier to just go in and spend a full day totally sick and have to go through all the motions. That feels easier. But what I would argue is that, yeah, it might feel easier if you haven't done any prep ahead of time because it's the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. So the goal is to make the path of least resistance to be easier to just pick up your phone and make a phone call and have to drag your sick self into work and like be there all day and have to deal with everything and potentially get other people sick and all of that jazz. So if you like have a sub tub or something put together and the question is, so if instead of the question, I guess to like back up a little bit, if you're like, okay, do I want to just go to school sick? Cause I already know what to do. Or do I want to have to like figure out how to write it all up for someone to know what to do and get it there and call a sub and all these things. Um, but if you already have that done, then the only thing is to make that phone call and be like, Hey, I'm sick subtubs here. And now I'm going to watch Netflix or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. then you're making that path of least yeah. resistance to be easier to actually take the day off. And that is what a lot of teachers have done. We've sold over 70,000 of our sub plans and all those teachers, like if they can do it, if they can like, be like Oh yeah, I'm going to get these, I'm going to take that day off. Then like any teacher can, whether they use our sub plans or not, you could just go write that document plan it ahead of time. And then, you know, put it somewhere where you can just be like, Hey, it's over here. Yeah. And then you can take that day off. I love that you call it a sub tub. That's super cute. <laughs> I feel like I've said it so much. It's just like, oh yeah, that's what it is, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, have this tub with all your sub stuff in it. I call it a sub tub. <laughs> I even have like a little label that says sub tub. Um, Mine's just a three ring binder. <laughs> and that's great too. And we actually like when I teach sub plans, I talk about this a lot on my podcast, but I usually say like we have a sub tub, which is like what you have like all the information in, like, you know, the lesson plans or like the worksheets that the kids need, any, any supplies needed or whatever can all go in that tub. And then we have a sub binder, which is like all the information about like procedures and your class list and your, um, what do you call it? Seating chart (laughs) and all your different schedules and having all the different schedules. So it's like, okay, this is the normal schedule. This is if we have like library that day or whatever, this is if there's an assembly, this is on our early out day or whatever, because you never know which day you're going to be off. So if you have all that already ready, then the sub can just be, okay, it's this one or whatever. And you have that all right now. And then all the procedures, so they can keep it like as similar as possible. Um, so those are kind of the two components. Um, And if you have both of those, then you're going to be golden. And that excuse of it being easier to go in sick is no longer true. And then you can just call in and you can do it. Um, But what I would say is the most popular one I'm hearing right now. So that one is the most popular one I've been hearing 
for years now. But right now, specifically, what I'm hearing more is, I bet you two could guess. What do you think it is? There are no subs. <laughs> Bingo. There's yes. <laughs> some shortage, right? See, I didn't mm-hmm. even have to say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're hearing a lot of teachers say that they cannot take a sick day because of the sub shortage. Um, what I would like to say, what I usually generally say to this, and I have like a full episode on the you know, on this topic too, but like, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so for that, honestly, when you think about it, there are teachers out there who are still taking their days off, even though there is a sub shortage, right? Like I think any teacher in their building could see, oh, that teacher is taking a day off. That one is too. Now, mm-hmm. When you also think about there are teachers who would never, ever, ever take a day off, even if there were a billion subs out there. They're just like, oh, I I don't want to call in. I don't want to inconvenience anyone or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So both of those things are true. Right. I'm getting somewhere with this. So the Mm -hmm. point of it is it's not the fact that there's a sub shortage. It's how you're thinking about it and how you are personally interpreting that and what you're doing with that information. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, oh, there's a sub shortage. And if you're like, I can't take it because of the sub shortage, then basically you're taking responsibility for that sub shortage. You're like, oh, there's a sub shortage. So that means I can't take this PTO that I've earned. I have to bear the brunt of this situation rather than like, you know, maybe somebody else needs to figure out like getting us some more subs or like they need to like do some incentives to get some more. Maybe they need to pay them more. Maybe like you and your teacher team sometimes have to divide and conquer. And I mean, that kind of sucks, but like you can help each other out in that way. Basically, like we think we can't take a day off because there's a sub shortage, like that circumstance of like, there is, there are fewer subs than there were before, but it's really that we're thinking like, I can't take this day off because of the sub shortage, which is causing us to feel like the scarcity feeling of like, oh, I can't take this day off. And that causes us to not put together our sub plans and to go in sick anyway. And then the result of that is potentially even more teachers get sick and there's more of a problem like than there was in the first place. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that another part of the result is that the administration or even higher up, like the superintendents or whatever, they're like, Oh, great. This problem is solved. Our teachers are just dealing with it rather than actually coming up with an actual solution to the problem. (laughs) Right. Yes. So funny story. I just have to, okay. A friend of mine told me today okay so their like counterpart teacher is out all week on a trip and the administration came in and asked if so the sub for him was sick today so the sub was sick and so then my friend just said okay I will I'll just I'll I'll take on the classes today because I have I have smaller classes because a lot of the kids are on this trip I'll do it today and so then administration came in and was like, would you just do this all week? And I was like, what? <laughs> like they oh, had, a, they have a subline the rest of the week, but because they wanted to quote unquote, save money or whatever their thinking was when they came to ask him this question was, will you do it the rest of the week? And I, my response was, did you tell them to, you know, go somewhere? Cause that's what I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. And when you mentioned like save money, yeah, they do save money if we don't take our days off. Right. But like, right. <laughs> yeah, well, and they're saving money because they wouldn't have to hire the sub because they're not paying, they're not paying my friend for taking on those classes. Yeah. You know, they're just like absorbing into his classes. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, and there goes, there goes the boundaries, right? Like mm-hmm. that friend could have said, 
yes. And there goes all the boundaries out the window because you're just letting, you're giving them what they want and they're not actually solving any problems. They're just like, oh, it's being taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe this really does tie into boundaries, like you mentioned. And like we talked about, like when I was interviewing you two for my show, like we're like, I'm sick, so I don't go to work. Like that's what I do when I'm sick, you know, Mm -hmm. I take care of myself. So yeah. Yeah, I would just say that those two things, the easier to go in sick and the sub shortage are definitely the top two reasons that I hear about. There are others, but those like the, I would say the next top one is that like it has to be exactly what I would be doing that day. So I can't prepare right. ahead of time because like I don't know what we'd be doing that day. And I mean, I can see that for like if you're going on vacation or if there's a PD that you know about. But the fact of the matter is like for an emergency sub plan, like a sick day or like a death in the family or something, you just don't know when that's going to happen. And if it's a situation where you really don't have that choice, like then it's better to have something prepared that at least like could be spiral review or could still be productive versus like just putting on a movie or something, you know? Right. No, I agree completely. Yeah. So let's switch gears just a little bit and talk about like teacher wins or just some wins in general. Like we love focusing on joy and bringing more fun into our life. And then really, I think that includes celebrating ourselves for um, our successes. And even if it's really small. So um, I guess we're wondering, you know, how do you do you feel the same, like um, celebrating our successes? What are maybe some of yours that you're really excited about and um, why do you think it's important and and why do you think so many teachers have a hard time doing that? Well, I think so many teachers and honestly, I think so many women in general, like women, moms have a hard time Mm. celebrating their successes because I mean, we just put so many demands on ourselves and expectations that as soon as we like hit a goalpost of like what was formerly, I want to get here. We just don't even take the time to acknowledge that. And we just quickly have our sights on the next one without even acknowledging that we hit the first one or celebrating that. Like, for Mm -hmm. example, like for those of you who are listening, if you're teachers or if you're homeschooling or whatever, think about right now, let's say you're a teacher. And you're teaching, you've been doing it for however long you've been doing it. And at one point you were like entering college and like, I want to become a teacher. That would be the coolest thing. Wouldn't that be amazing to achieve this and be a teacher and have my own classroom. And now you're there and you're not even taking the time to notice like how far you've come that at one point, this was the like goalpost. This was where you wanted to be. And you're there right now. And instead you're looking to the horizon, which you're never going to get to the horizon. You're always going to keep like looking towards the next thing. And that's great because I think constant improvement is part of like, as teachers, we want to be lifelong learners. We want to keep improving and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's important to acknowledge like how far we've come. And I read this book, it's called the gap in the gain by Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. That's all about this concept. Have you read it? You kind of smiled like you have. I'm currently (laughs) reading it. I'm on the last chapter right now. (laughs) That one is so good. I think like everybody should read that book because that concept of just like um, living in the gap is when we're always like comparing ourselves to where we want to be and always comparing ourselves to that versus comparing ourselves to the gain of how far we've come, which is kind of what I was just talking about. But Mm -hmm. I just think that's so important for all of us to do and 
a lot of ways, a lot of things, ways I think we can do that are just by finding ways to kind of track that progress. One I like to do is I have a vision board that I like put up and like, I have like pictures that represent like different things I want to achieve. And obviously that's like looking at the horizon. Right. But how mm-hmm. I tie this in is when I achieve one, I take it down and I put it in this book. So then you're building this book of all these things you've accomplished and you oh, like love that. realize them. So it's like super cool because it's like, you're both like, okay, this is where I want to go. But then you can look at this book and make, wow, look at all these things I've done. Isn't that cool? You know? So that's one that that I love. And then in the gap in the game, they talk about this concept of like each day writing down like your three things you're going to accomplish that day. And then at the end of the day, you could like write your three wins or whatever. And you notice that you likely did those three and then likely other things too. So you could like, when I've done this, it's been like, oh, wow, I did that. And I did this and this and this, I did even more. And it just makes you feel accomplished versus mm-hmm. having like a huge long to-do list of a million things that you couldn't possibly do all of it. So it's like you prioritize and mm-hmm. it just helps you be more focused and see how far you're really coming. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to yeah. adopt your idea of the book and putting the accomplishments <laughs> in the book. I think that's the piece I've been missing and like craving from my vision board. Like I, I have one, but then I just feel like there's something missing and, and I have a feeling that might be the missing piece. Yeah. Because when you think about like, I yeah. mean, I had like a full vision board at one point and now I'm like, Oh wow. Every single thing in that vision board is like no longer needs to be on there because I've done it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it's like, you have to like take it down and then be like, Hey, look, I did it. So yeah. Yeah. It's I love helpful, that for sure. Right. But then there's new awesome. things up there. I, so if okay. I didn't take the time to acknowledge that it was just like, Oh, I haven't done that or that or that I wouldn't be noticing yeah. all the things I did. Right. Mm-hmm. so yeah. it's the same yeah, for everybody mm-hmm. and then we're just we're always like getting ourselves down when we mm-hmm. only focus on the things that we haven't accomplished yet or that like scarcity mindset right yep so good um okay so I think this is our last topic I know we've switched topics on you so much in this interview I told you we had so much we want to talk to you about so <laughs> I love it let's do um, it okay so We've heard this term a lot, the Sunday scaries. Let's chat about what this is and why it happens to some people and not to others. Um, I know this used to happen to me all the time, especially like in my first year of teaching. And for me, it was because I was literally living like day to day because I had no more time to plan out any further than that. And so I just felt so unprepared all the time, no matter how much work I put in. Um, And then it really made me dread the week ahead um, going into the classroom also due to unsupportive administration that I had at the time um, when things were happening, like in my classroom and they weren't getting taken care of. So are there other things that you see happening as well that make the Sunday scary so much more prevalent for people? Yeah. So first I want to kind of like back up a little bit and be like, okay, what is Sunday scaries? And I hear mm-hmm. this term thrown around a lot because it's like, but I want to like define it for those. Cause there were a few people when I did an episode about it a while back, they were like, wait, what is that? I'm like, oh, okay. Let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you all about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. But it's basically like, you know, those feelings of like dread or whatever that a lot of people um, feel at the beginning, like on a Sunday, like usually like Sunday evening or whatever, when it's like, Oh no, the week's starting, my weekend is ending. 
um, that's what they're thinking. And then what they're feeling is like dread or anxiety or whatever. And Mm -hmm. as I talk about a lot on my show, um, the feelings that we feel are generally caused by the thoughts we're having, whether they're intentional thoughts or unintentional thoughts, our brain services like 50,000 thoughts a day or whatever. So um, we may or may not even realize this is happening. We might just suddenly be feeling these feelings. And then when we feel them, we often want to get rid of them. Like immediately we're like, I do not like this. (laughs) I do not like this feeling. Mm -hmm. So we resist Mm -hmm. it. We try to push it away. Like, is it, let me open social media. I got to get like pest control. (laughs) Yes. And that's what I would call like buffering. We're trying to like do anything to like anything to stop feeling this feeling. Like this is just bad. Like I'm going to get out my pest control, like, (laughs) like try to get Mm. rid of this feeling. But the fact of the matter is when we do this, it just creates more tension or we're just putting it off by like buffering and scrolling on our phones. So if we can just like allow ourselves to kind of sit with the emotion and feel it. And if you can even like name like what's going on in your body, like, hey, ooh, I'm feeling some anxiety right now. Let's let's see what's going on here. Let's do this. Then you're like, where am I feeling it? I'm feeling it. And again, this will sound really weird to some people. That's woo woo. Like, don't tell me to do that. Trust me. A few years ago, I was so in my head and would have thought the same or I did. I did think the same thing, but like mm-hmm. when you start naming it, what's actually happening, it actually like almost calms it down a little bit. And like yeah. when we allow it and feel it, like when we realize the worst that can happen is just, we have to feel a negative emotion. Like, oh, that's not that bad. It's not when we call it Sunday scaries that like, I mean, that sounds scarier than it needs to be. Like mm-hmm. it's just feeling right. that emotion. <laughs> like I give me, oh, that's scary. Like it's right in the name. Right. <laughs> But it's just like, oh, I'm going to feel some anxiety right now. What does anxiety feel like to me? And then you can kind of name it. And that honestly, like calms it down a little bit. And then once you allow it and feel it, that's when you can start like looking at the root cause of it, which is a lot of what you were talking about. Maybe you feel like you're not prepared enough or something, but if you're just trying to get rid of that feeling before feeling it and then questioning why it's there in the first place, then you're not going to make any progress on that. But once you allow it, that's when you can start making those changes if you want to. So the first thing is to allow that, realize that they're not as scary as the Sunday scary sound, right? And then you can be like, why am I feeling this feeling? Mm-hmm. And then what will come up when you ask yourself, why are all the thoughts that are causing you to feel that feeling? When you actually ask yourself, they'll come to the surface, whether you realize they were there or not. You've realized you're thinking, oh, well, I have nothing to look forward to this week or Mondays suck because this or whatnot. So Mm -hmm. what comes up is like, I have nothing to look forward to this week or, oh, I'm so unprepared. Okay. All of this is good information, right? Like if you're feeling so unprepared, what can you do next week? Like on Friday to make sure you feel more prepared for the following week. Mm -hmm. Or if you're feeling like I just have nothing Mm -hmm. to look forward to. Can you like meet, like grab some coffee with a friend on your way to work, like on Mondays or something. Or one thing I like to do, and I've done this with different things, like one for like commuting to school when I was doing that. Um, or what I do now is for working out is have an audiobook. Um, and it would have to be audiobook for commute or for like working out. I would do like a TV show where I only get to watch or listen to this when I'm commuting to school or working out. So I want to mm-hmm. know what happens. And on the weekend, dang it, I don't even get to know what happens. I have to wait the whole weekend. I have to wait until Monday morning. I'm like, man, can it please be Monday so I can find out what's happening next And this? Like, I mean, make sure it's like something gripping, like a thriller novel or something. But then when you get to listen to that and the Mm -hmm. only time you get to do it is while you're driving to school, 
like you're suddenly going to be looking forward to that commute. So just kind of finding something to connect to it, to be like, okay, maybe I actually can find little ways to actually look forward to my week. So maybe the start of a new week isn't so terrible. And the weekend isn't the only good part of my life. Then I don't need to feel these like negative feelings at the beginning of a new week. So, yeah. That's great. And I love a lot of what you're saying is some of yeah. my favorite journaling prompts for myself. Um, and for my family, even my eight-year-old, we've gone through these, the, what are you feeling it? You know, what, where are you feeling it? And I even go further and say, like, you can say you're feeling anxious, but we need to dig deeper. Like, what are the actual emotions mm-hmm. that are, because it's a combination. And so what are you actually feeling? Is it, mm-hmm. are you feeling fearful? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling that dread? Are you like, what exactly is it? And, um, and I love that taking it, you know, it, it, we talk, Ashley and I talk about this so much. It's, it's then we don't stop there like that. That's helpful, but then we don't stop there. Like you're talking about, then you problem solve, like, what is the problem? How can I fix it? Or what can I try to do to fix it? And that's just gold. <laughs> you know, I love that. And even yeah. it works for our little kids. I've done this with my eight-year-old so many times now and even for her, it's super helpful. And we come up with some really insightful things to help her. Um, kind of with the same thing, like her being worried about a whole full week of school. And um, so I think mm-hmm. this can be adapted to our, our kids as well. But yeah, I so agree. It's taking that time to just really listen to yourself and listen to what you need and be problem solvers. As teachers, we're super smart. I mean, we problem solve all the time for mm-hmm. our kids we adapt and we have all of these different, you know, adaptations and modifications and we're, we're doing all these different things all the time for our kids. And um, I love what you're talking about. It gives us that opportunity to take those skills and apply them to ourselves. So um, I think, yeah, I I just love everything we're talking about and I would love all of our listeners to go find you. And I I want you to tell them in just a second um, where they can find you. But before that, can you tell us a little bit about this amazing online conference that you've put together for teachers over the summer, um, what they can get out of it, where they can go join the wait list, all the, all the details. On the 28th of March, 2023, we are going to have a reveal party where we're going to reveal the full speaker lineup, but I'm really excited that Ashley and Roberta are speaking there. Obviously I will be speaking there. Um, we have some amazing keynotes and I'm going to just go ahead and reveal them. Um, so we're having Joe Dombrowski, Mr. D have you two heard of him? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. He <laughs> Did you ever see that viral video of the male teacher doing like a spelling test with a bunch of fake words for April Fool's Day? No. <laughs> then you need to go find it and watch it because it's funny. But yeah, he's <laughs> <Okay>. great. <laughs> he's great. So he's going to be one of the keynotes. And then Christina Kuzmich, have either of you heard of her? She's um, the author of Hold On But Don't Hold Still. She's got like a huge YouTube channel and like 3 million Facebook followers. She's awesome. Nice. Um she's going to be our other keynote. So those two, we're going to with those two keynotes. We've got tons of speakers. We've got a teacher track and a parent track. So people can like oh, wow. do one or the other or do both or choose their own adventure, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. it's really fun. Um, we're going to have light. I'm going to do some coaching. We're going to have some workouts. We're going to have tons of prizes. It's just like basically a PD party that you can all do from home. So it's super fun. But, and actually Ashley and Roberta have a special link that they will put for you to find 
more information about that. So yeah, go to their special link and that will also help them to get um, some credit if you decide to purchase the ticket. But um, it's going to be an awesome time and we would love to see you there. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. It's I'm excited. Super Let's see. Excited. We love to end our show with just like a few quick questions. And I think because of time, I'm just going to pick one here uh, to end with. Okay. So you mentioned audiobooks. So what are you reading yes. slash listening to right now? Oh my gosh, Kate, if I had to pull up and show you, I'm like one of those, like, you would think I'm so weird. I'm not just reading one <laughs> thing at a time. I'm reading like I'm, a bunch of I'm different the same. things. It's all good. Um, But I'm listening to, oh my goodness. Well, and I have a million podcasts too. I'm like, which ones do I want to, <laughs> you're like, oh no, for time. And now I'm like, here, <laughs> let me read my whole list of 20 books I'm reading right now. I am, so I'm, oh, Believe It by Jamie Kern Lima. She's amazing. Oh my gosh. I just read that one. That is about like believing in yourself. I'm reading Harry Potter, the like picture, like the um, Mina Lima version with oh, my children. Yeah. It's like a That's basically fun. a pop-up book. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, I'm reading one called The Coaching Habit because um, I just want to like, you know, increase my coaching skills and everything. Self-Coaching 101 by Brooke Castillo. See how I just get out like my Goodreads and I'm like, I love that. here's yep. all the books I'm reading. Currently reading. Yeah. A Man Called Uva is like just oh, a fiction yeah. one I'm listening yeah. to. And the movie just came out. I know when I have to finish the book before I can go to the movie. That's what I'm that's, making myself do. <laughs> that's been my thought too. Yeah. Gotta finish oh, it. Yeah. Glad you reminded me. I'm going to listen to that one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining us. And we'll make sure all of those of things are in our, in our show notes and in our weekly email that goes out. But awesome. Well, we can't wait to see you this summer. Yes, it's going to be so much fun. Okay, yeah. And I guess the last thing I would say is just if they want to hear more, like if they want to hear more about any of those topics, I like have an episode about each of those that we talked about. Um, they can just head over to Wife, Teacher, Mommy, the podcast. And yeah, I think if they like your show, they'd like mine and vice versa. So that's why we got on each other's shows. So yeah, it was great absolutely. to talk to both yeah. of you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, listeners, and we will hope you have a great day, evening, wherever you're listening to this, and we will talk to you guys next week. 